just been hearing that from entrepreneur and mum Nikki Shah about her breastfeeding, about the pressures that she felt and advice for women who are perhaps planning a family, pregnant now or struggling with breastfeeding. We've had a number of messages, questions coming in and joining us now from Farkey University Hospital is Dr. Ali Yunus, consultant obstetrics and gynaecology. Thank you for your time today, doctor. Really appreciate it. Now, Nikki's story is far from unique. You know, these high expectations, the reality of new motherhood. And I wondered whether it's, you know, to in your clinic or what the research says, how, how, what percentage of women do you think do have a difficult time breastfeeding? How common is it? Uh, thank you for having me You're today. Uh, it's a very common problem in a new mother, especially if it is the first pregnancy and they are the first time uh, mom. Most of the mothers, they are having difficulties with the breastfeeding and uh, the most misconception in most of the women, or most of the new mothers that my breast milk is not enough for my baby and my baby is not getting enough milk and my baby is not growing. This is most of the time I uh, hear this question, this phrase where, while they are hospitalized after normal delivery or cesarean section, they will have this issue. Um, Nikki, she had pointed to a very important issue that uh, not necessarily exclusively breastfeeding. Uh, we must sometimes we have to include formula to the breastfeeding uh, inclusive than rather exclusive mm-hmm. because sometimes the baby wants more. It's funny because I, as I said, I, I struggled with breastfeeding, especially with my first, exactly yeah. as you're saying that. Yeah. And I remember going for the two week checkup and crying, crying, crying because yeah. she'd lost so much weight. And the midwife, well intentioned, I say through gritted teeth, was like, why don't you just try, you know, maybe wait and hold off on the formula for just another week. And I was like, I don't think I can do another hour. I mean, it was painful. Mm. I was tearful. I didn't feel understood or listened to. And as you say, Nikki, just the the social media pressure of, of feeling like all I'm seeing are women who are just joyfully just sticking the baby on and everything, you know, everything's great, where I would be stamping my foot because it was so sore. And I think the when we look back to, you know, the kind of the previous generations, mm. my mum was in hospital after giving birth for like a week or 10 days. And, yeah. and during that time, that's when, you know, the nurses could help you learn how to breastfeed. I think that's one of the biggest big misconceptions that it comes naturally. It's not. It's a, it's, it's a learned technique for mum and for baby. Yeah. Exactly. For, uh, for a new mum, for the first time mum and for a newborn baby, it is a challenging to initiate the breastfeeding because the baby also is uh, a creature, a smaller creature. He doesn't know how to latch. Mm. Uh, he needs help. And the new mom, she needs a lot of help, a lot of support, a lot of teaching while she is hospitalized. And uh, that's why, why our team of midwives, our nurses try to help the woman while she is hospitalized, mm-hmm. that the breastfeeding is initiated and maintained. But in Sometimes in some cases, enough. it is not uh, enough. That's why the woman should not blame herself that I should be exclusively breastfeeding. Otherwise, I'm not a good mom. This conception is uh, not good because she will end up with maternity blues and postpartum depression. And I think that anxiety and that stress, yeah. you know, is, can just be so counterproductive for milk production as well, yeah. for, for one thing. And mm-hmm. um, what, when we're thinking about the medical side, what are some of the most common reasons that a woman or indeed a baby might struggle to breastfeed? What might come up in clinic with a lactation consultant? 
most of the times it is the anxiety the woman that she is passing through uh, no help at home or somebody who is pressurizing her to do only breastfeeding or the media as Nikki she said that exclusively breastfeeding then she will get less milk production what about things like lip ties and tongue ties yeah. lip ties is one of the reasons but usually these things will be discovered immediately after the birth of the baby uh, when he's having difficulty to latch mm. they will uh, the pediatric team will examine and he will find that there is a lip uh, tongue tie that Uh, prevent uh, latching to come back to myths nikki we were just saying off air <laughs> one of the biggest myths is that you lose weight breastfeeding <laughs> i didn't <laughs> i didn't do i in fact gained weight because it, maybe I, you know every time you feed you're like oh i'm so hungry i need to eat more and then there's stress i'm a i'm a mood like you know emotional eater me too So yeah, that is the biggest myth ever. And it burns calories, no doubt. But my goodness, I would be having, you know, like eating like jam sandwiches in bed yes. and <laughs> having yes. another breakfast yes. later. Exactly. We've had lots of questions, Doctor. We are going to try and get through as many as we can between yeah. now and uh, and three o'clock. So if you do want to get in touch, um, B is saying, does some women simply make less milk than others? Yes. Interesting question. Yes, uh, there is a variation always. There is a woman that can make less milk and there is a woman that can have excess milk. That whatever she had birthed to the baby, still the It's milk production more. is more and more. And we ask her to pump and sometimes we even ask her uh, to discard this milk because it is much more than the baby wants. Mm -hmm. To store the milk, it's an option if she is a working mother. But the storage of the milk is only for this time because the milk is... Quantity and the quality is changes when the babies uh, depends on the needs. When, yeah, yeah, depending on the needs and depending on the age. Yeah. So no need to store it more than one year. If you are a working mother, you can store it to give it when you go back to work, and then you can give it to your uh, the, baby. The memories of. Of the pump, then there's a very specific noise about the breast pump that my husband still is like, oh my goodness, it was just horrendous. <laughs> the noise of the breast pump, the sound. No, uh, uh. I would like to add on here. Do please, all the new moms, listen and remember everything that doctor just said because there's so much extra information on Google where they tell you to freeze milk. So I was pumping after my baby is well fed to freeze that okay you know because the internet says you know when your baby is 3 or 4 year old gets uh, a cough or like catches a cold give that breast milk and that will work like immunity booster so doctor please repeat that what you said because that's the <laughs> no most need important. no need no need to freeze it more than one year it is not uh, recommended to freeze and it is usually uh, recommended for a working mother who's leaving their kids after three months because at three months they will spend eight, yeah. 12 hours back at work. work. Welcome to my world back in the day. <laughs> But there's nothing to prove that uh, after three, four years when the baby had, when that kid had uh, a post-birth tract infection and you will give it this milk, this is not scientifically. No. Busting myths this afternoon. Dr. Allah is with us today. We've got Nikki Shah in the studio. We are going to go to the text line next. Um, Lindsay's asking um, about any supplementation to take to boost uh, breast milk production she's pregnant wants to be prepared we've had a question saying my daughter's 15 months we're breastfeeding when is the best time to stop and how to approach it 